Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. The NCAA has scheduled a potential vote for its name, image, and likeness proposals. Meetings are scheduled for June 22nd and June 23rd, where the Division I Council could vote on these proposals. However, there is a note in the release about these meetings stating that as long as it's feasible to do so. So still some uncertainty, but the NCAA putting a date on the calendar where it could vote on name, image, and likeness before all these states enact laws that go forward on July 1st. So this is your morning buzzcast for Thursday, May 20th. I'm Abe Madcore. Hope everybody is doing well. Exciting playoff season. You got overtime games in the NHL. Last night, the NBA certainly got what it wanted with the Lakers' wild win over the Warriors. Lakers become the number seven seed. They move on to play the Suns. Last night's game will be a good test of the NBA's play-in tournament plan. Let's see what viewership will be on this game. Arjon Aran was expecting a beefy 5 million viewers for Warriors-Lakers, while my colleague Austin Karp expected around 4.5 million viewers for the game. Tuesday's results on TNT were certainly lackluster. The blowout Hornets-Pacers game, it started at 6.30. It averaged only 1.4 million viewers. The Wizards-Celtics game that came after, that had about 2.5 million viewers, but both numbers fell short of what was expected. But our John Oran reported ad sales are healthy for the NBA playoffs. TNT announced a sellout with more than 115 advertisers, including 31 new advertisers. So we've talked about the healthy ad marketplace. This is further evidence that the marketplace is pretty frothy when it comes to sports programming. We talked yesterday on the Buzzcast about more diverse hiring in the executive ranks in sports. We've got three news items today that continues that welcome trend. First, Duke is promoting Nina King to become the school's next athletic director. She becomes the first woman to serve as Duke's AD. She'll take over on September 1st, after the retirement of the very well-respected Kevin White. Nina King will become only the third black woman working as an athletic director in a Power 5 conference. She'll join Carla Williams, who was at the University of Virginia, and Candace Lee, who was at Vanderbilt. So who is Nina King? Well, she's 42. She's currently Senior Deputy Athletic Director for Administration and Legal Affairs, as well as Kevin White's Chief of Staff. She has worked with Kevin White since 2008. She was an SBJ 40 Under 40 honoree in 2018. She has been very active in NCAA affairs, and she's long been seen as White's choice to succeed him. Now, sources tell various news outlets that Nina King emerged from a field that included, at some point, Villanova Athletic Director Mark Jackson, Rice Athletic Director Joe Carlgaard, and Florida Executive Associate Athletic Director Linda 
Teeler, but Nina King likely to be announced Friday as the next athletic director at Duke. Shifting to the NBA, this move did not surprise me. Well-deserved, longtime Houston Rockets executive Gretchen Shear was named president of business operations. She becomes the fourth woman in the top position with an NBA team on the business side. Now, Gretchen Shear was an SBJ 40 under 40 honoree in 2017. Most recently, she's been the team's chief operating officer. She was chief revenue officer before that for a number of years. Like I said, the move doesn't surprise me. She was very close to outgoing CEO Tad Brown. Tad Brown will step down as CEO of the Rockets at the end of this season. Gretchen Shear began her career with the Houston Rockets as an account executive 20 years ago, and now she will be named president of business operations. So good for her. And finally, we talked about women getting influential roles in the National Hockey League yesterday, especially at the Toronto Maple Leafs. That continues today as longtime U.S. women's hockey player Megan Dugan has been hired by the New Jersey Devils as manager of player development within the team's hockey operations department. So there you go. Three more hires, three more moves, increasing the diversity ranks in sports. All very welcome. Let's shift to Major League Soccer. The Houston Dynamo and Dash are being sold. Real estate developer Ted Siegel is close to acquiring a controlling stake in both the teams for around $400 million. So the Dynamo, of course, are from MLS. The Dash, of course, are from the National Women's Soccer League. The deal does not include BBVA Stadium or the Dynamo's training facility. Those are both owned by the county. This is a big deal for MLS. It's the second big MLS deal in about a week. Last week, the Will family purchased the Orlando Club. Now Houston will be sold. Those were teams that the league wanted to shore up. I am sure MLS is happy about the reported $400 million price tag. Now again, these are just for the teams. Dynamo and Dash does not include the stadium or other assets. Now that you have those two teams sold, Orlando and Houston, now you have to see what happens with Real Salt Lake because that is also on the market. And Real Salt Lake has a number of different assets included. So a $400 million deal for the Dynamo and the Dash to real estate developer Ted Siegel. Let's stay with soccer because the fallout from the Super League continues. Bundesliga clubs have decided not to continue talks with private equity firms looking to invest in the league's international media rights. That is the latest sign in a backlash against financial institutions investing in the game. So the Bundesliga had received a number of offers from private equity firms. We've talked about how private equity very interested in international sports. They were reportedly set to invest up to three. $300 million in a new company. And that revenue certainly would have helped Bundesliga clubs as they look to make up the revenue loss from the pandemic. But the Bundesliga decided not to go forward with this effort, again, partly because the major pushback against major financial investment in soccer after the failed Super League. Staying with the Super League, Joel Glazier, who is co-chair of Manchester United in a very rare, very rare public appearance, will attend an online club fan forum on June 4th. This is the first time he will directly engage with supporters 
since the Glazier family bought the team in 2005. Yes, I said that right, since 2005. And that shows how averse Glazier is to public speaking and talking about the club. The Glazier family has never been out front publicly. Glazier said he hopes this will usher in a new era. Certainly, just having him participate in any fan forum is a new era. But Joe Glazier to attend an online club fan forum with Manchester United on June 4th. The PGA Championship starts today in Kiwa Island, South Carolina. As the event returns to its customary May date, they'll have 50% fan capacity on the grounds. What's interesting is they'll have a near-normal return of hospitality. They have sold up to 75% of its hospitality inventory. This will be on the Ocean Course, which is a wild setting for the event. And I think it's going to be a good test on the return of corporate hospitality around big events. I'm heading down there later today for an event. I'll take in the golf tomorrow on Friday. I'll give a full report on the sights and sounds from Kiowa on Monday's Buzzcast. Remember, the PGA Championship was pushed back to August last year and played in front of no fans in San Francisco due to the pandemic. And like we do often, we'll end the Buzzcast around people. Ohio State Athletic Director Gene Smith, one of the most well-regarded, well-respected executives in college sports, will stay at Ohio State. He has agreed to a contract extension through 2026. He will make more than $2.7 million per year with all his retention bonuses, base salary, and other incentives. At the end of his deal in 2026, Gene Smith will be 70 years old. So again, Gene Smith staying at the Ohio State University through 2026. He is certainly one of the leaders in intercollegiate athletics. So that is your morning buzzcast for Thursday, May 20th. I'm Abe Madcore. Hope everybody has a great day. I will not speak to you tomorrow, but be good to each other. Take care of yourself. I will speak to you on Monday and give you a full recap from the PGA Championship in Kiwa. Take care, everybody. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.